This sermon was recorded at Church of the Ascension, an Anglican parish in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, whose mission is to be a worshipping community that equips God's people and shares Christ's healing with a broken world. For more information, please visit ascensionpittsburgh.org. Lord, pray, help us hear what we need to hear and see what we need to see and respond in love for your name's sake. Amen. So my suggestion today is if we truly hear the words of Isaiah and truly see the cross of Christ, we should weep. We should weep both tears of sorrow and tears of joy. But if we hear Isaiah and see the cross and shrug, there's something wrong with us. We're not hearing. We're not seeing. Now, I can't weep because I'm English. But you're Americans. You're at least in touch with your feelings. But why don't we weep? Why should we weep? And what should we do next? So I think we don't weep because we reject our vocation, our calling, the why we are here. So last night from this pulpit, Father Warren quoted N.T. Wright, who described as our vocation um, to worship the God who created us in his own image, to join and give voice to the worship that God's creation is always engaging in, and to rule the creation in a gentle way that reflects God's own care, our calling, our vocation, how we love God and our neighbor. And we have failed. We reject that vocation. Instead, we think, well, I'm just going to make life work for me. Or at least I'm going to work it on social media so it looks like life works for me. And we should, therefore, experience guilt. Remember that? I should have, but I didn't. I shouldn't have, but I did. So here's my rhetorical pin to prick your conscience. When was the last time that you... Now, how do you not want me to finish that question? (laughs) God knows how you don't want me to finish that question. And he knows the last time. But it gets worse because in so many situations in life, in school, at work, in relationships, if the expectation is here and I'm there, there's not only guilt, but there are consequences. And they hurt. And we see that throughout the Bible. Famously, Adam and Eve eat from any true tree in the garden, but not this one. And they did, and they shouldn't have. And there was guilt, and there was hiding, And then they were exiled from the garden. Death cut off from the land of the living. And we see that in the Old Testament with Israel. God's priests to the world, seduced by idolatry and injustice, exiled out of the promised land. So we reject our vocation. We hide from our guilt. Isn't that the appeal of constant distractions? And we hear Isaiah and we see the cross. Oh, yawn. 
Why should we weep? A closer look at Isaiah suggests why we should weep both tears of sorrow and tears of joy. So I had to translate this entire text in seminary from the Hebrew, and I had to highlight in green the third person singulars, the he, the him, all those parts related to the suffering servant. And I had to highlight in yellow all the first person plurals, the us, the we, the are. And it's interesting how these two main characters, the suffering servant and us, relate. So I'm putting green on. My servant shall prosper. He shall be exalted. His appearance, his form, he grew up. He was despised and rejected. He has borne. He was wounded. Upon him was the punishment. And so on. The central character is the suffering servant. But I'm also putting yellow on we have heard. We should look at him, our transgressions, our iniquities, we, like sheep, have gone astray, turned to our own way. And the we is the other central character. And Isaiah invites us to identify with we. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. And we, we, and we read and weep tears of sorrow for our transgressions, our iniquities. When was the last time that you... Because if the pattern for Adam and Eve and for Israel was guilt and consequences, exile, death, cut off from God's presence in the land of the living, why should we expect anything different? We admit our guilt. We weep tears of sorrow. Now, kids don't have the same filters that adults have developed over the years. I've seen them many a time realize they have messed up and their faces break up. Tears of sorrow. But what about tears of joy? When do people weep joyfully? So one situation is when someone is resigned to a certain reality, and it unexpectedly improves. So you've seen the video of the deaf, the deaf toddler who has only ever seen his mother's mouth move, and then the hearing device is installed, and suddenly hears her voice. Or the colorblind teenager resigned to a certain visual experience puts on glasses and offers a whole new level of color differentiation. What if we are resigned to a certain reality of constant and exhausting self-justification? Is your head full of tiring conversations defending your choices to yourself and to others? Are you afraid of being exposed and rejected? Are we burdened by self-loathing or self-condemnation? Can that reality be unexpectedly improved? Yeah, it can. Because our tears of sorrow turn to tears of joy when we hear Isaiah and realize something else. The suffering servant identifies with us. And he fulfills his vocation where we failed in ours. And all the painful consequences of our failure are taken by him. So we need not fear them anymore. We don't need to defend ourselves or condemn ourselves. Because there is our condemnation and there is our defense. 
Jesus' followers who wrote the New Testament identified Christ as this suffering servant and his death on the cross as the moment in which these words come true. Listen, but he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole. And by his bruises, we are healed. We are flawed, but we don't need to be burdened by self-justification or self-condemnation anymore. We can admit our guilt and receive God's righteousness. I want you to hear right now what God says to you through Isaiah 53 verse 11. The righteous one, my servant, shall make many righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. So hear the words of Isaiah. See the cross of Christ and pray, asking God's Spirit to help you, help me, admit our guilt and receive his righteousness and take up again our vocation. Amen.